4: Oh, yeah. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. And we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We'll do it live. And of course, it is a funky flashback Friday. Woo-hoo! And we have a great one planned for you tonight. We got plenty of NBA, baseball, and all types of stuff. College basketball. All types of stuff to get into. Even some old school hoop. Wow. So you want to keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or SiriusXM Channel 83. However, you may be listening. Do yourself a favor and don't touch that dial. Let me welcome in my partner, the Hall of Famer, Rob Parker.
3: What's not up, man? Not yet. Oh my <laughs> God,
2: that
3: sounded so weird. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm it's getting true. ready for the I'm getting ready for the weekend and heading tonight, Chris, to Detroit first to stop over and then on to New York. So and, you'll be uh, in New York all next week. All next week, yep. Uh, I might come d- in and do lunch with you. Take you to lunch for your right, do, induction. Well, let's do that.
4: Or maybe we do we'll go Dutch because I'm a Hall of Famer too. But we'll Is that right?
3: It out. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might, <laughs> if you're a Hall of Famer, we'll have to do that uh, Monday. Programming note: I'll be on MLB Network, MLB Now, two to three Eastern. So look forward to that when I'm in New York, Chris. And uh, Wednesday's a big ceremony. I will be on the show Wednesday night. Thursday night, I will not be on the show. I'm going to Broadway. Chris, they have a baseball uh, play, and uh, it's about baseball, and I'm going to be a part of a panel discussion after the play on Broadway Thursday. Take Me Out is the name of the Broadway uh, show. Okay. Okay. So I'll be doing that. And then the big party Saturday night. I hope you and Crystal will be there. If you're going to come. Yes. Yep, yeah, Saturday night. We'll be through. We're going to celebrate family, friends, and the whole experience has been somewhat humbling, but I'm looking forward to this week. It don't sound humbling. It is humbling. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it sounds like it might have boosted
4: your oh, ego even man. more. I'll, I'll come on here. You know, you know, Rob, this is a no-spin zone. The I couple what? is a no-spin zone. We ain't letting you get away with that. You, you know this. Say, I got my chest stuck out now. I don't know. Every time I turn on social media, I see <laughs> Rob Parker Hall of <laughs> Famer. <right? laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, man, we're proud of you. and We're happy for you. And uh, I look forward to celebrating it with you next week. Yes. But um, let's introduce the I, a couple crew, and get this party started. On the ones and twos, uh, uh, unbelievably making a. Back-to-back appearance.
0: You don't get used to DJ it. DJ
4: Alex Tyson. I well, can't wait, is, Alex. I can't wait to hear what you come up with out in the crates. Well, it's I
3: know a, func- you've been it's in a funky flashback Friday, one of his favorite days. Yes, That's another Very day because he'll be here, right? Very true. Very true. You're right, Alex. About you ready that. to go with that? I should have that? known.
0: I am ready. It's just I don't know about Monday, Tuesday next week.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah I know. I know. Already. I know you don't know. You ain't. You ain't telling no. No. I surprises. can't see into
0: the future, CB. All right,
4: all right. But I know it's not here. Just don't let Colin call. If Colin calls, it's over. All right. You know uh, what? When you see his number, just ignore it. Like you do the women that hit you uh, up. Just uh, that's true, him. actually. <laughs> and Rob G., speaking of those who are out, Rob G. is out. Hey. And um, we have our man Brandon Trufa in as the super producer. Of tonight's show. And, and on the is, updates. And hey he Steve. is the trufer. I mean the truth. He <laughs> is the trufer. That's right. That's right. And on the updates, hey our Steve. man, you heard it, Steve DeSager. All right, Rob, let's get into it. Um, I understand. Before I say this, I understand that Dallas was down 2-0 to the Phoenix Suns. And that the Phoenix Suns had beaten them 11 straight times. I understand that a year ago, the Phoenix Suns were down 2-0 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Wait a minute, you're the, killing or, uh, me. Up you up 2-0. You're taking yeah, I, 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 called, you taking all my material. you trying to called. defuse me before I even get started. My God. That's right. I'm going on the offensive. <laughs> uh, they were uh, down up 2-0 to Phoenix wow. Suns, were up 2-0 to the Milwaukee Bucks last year in the finals. But Rob Parker, this is not prisoner of the moment. This is not all just based on one game. This is not something I've come to haphazardly. This is something I believe wholeheartedly. And I believed it before the series, and that's why I picked the Celtics in six. I do think the Heat may win another game. I got respect for them. But, Rob, the better team is clear. And that's when you say it's over. I know there may be a a series here or there where the best team doesn't win. But this one, the best team is evident. It's the Boston Celtics. And if they stay healthy and are not besieged with injuries, it's over, Rob. It's over. Six games, five games, whatever. I'd, I'd be shocked if it goes seven. The Miami Heat are going down Because they're facing a better squad in the Boston Celtics. And I'll give you all the reasons why a little later. But I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out
3: there. All right. No way, no how, Chris Broussard. This is a classic case of premature analysis. Is that it? Can I say that? (laughs) Premature analysis. I'll let it slide. Okay. Chris. I I do say something else. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to hold on to my uh, job and Hall of Fame right. stature. Can <laughs> I do right. that? I'm not going to blow it between tonight and Wednesday, Chris. I promise you. Uh, no, I, I I hear what you're saying. On paper, Boston is the better team. I'll give you all of that, but it's just not played like that. The Mavericks were a classic example. You just talked about the numbers and how they were owned by the Suns up to 0 Man, it doesn't matter that they're going to Dallas. Uh, You know, uh, what big deal? They'll win one. We'll be up three to one and and close this thing out. We're on the revenge tour. We're going back to the finals. We're going to claim what was ours and that we didn't take last year. Right? And in the case of the Celtics, here's why I put up a red flag. And I put my hand up and I caution you. Can you see my hand, Chris? I'm cautioning you, you. We've seen this team gag, not three years ago, Chris, yes, we seen we've right, seen this team is. gag in the last series. You can't forget that. They had a chance to beat the Bucks at home. And let me give you some little information, Chris. In that game, the Celtics had a 97 point one chance of winning the game with 141 left in the game. It dropped down to 84, which is still high, when Giannis stepped to the line at the end of the game. And then, you know what, the Bucks won it anyway behind some uh, legendary defense that we saw from Drew Holiday and the rest is history. Now, they came back and they won the series, and I get that, Chris, but my point is they blew a 14-point lead we're in control of the game the entire way and then disintegrated in the fourth quarter. That's what scares me about these Boston Celtics is that it can happen. It, it's, it, it's, if you're Miami, you know that this team can melt down, not to give up, not to like say, oh, we're down. We can't come back against this team because we've seen it. And I know they split him in Miami, which is the the goal and the dream. But I'm just not ready. I don't believe in the Celtics all the way. Not yet. So I hear what you're saying. You can stick your chest out, feel good about what they did last night when they got their guys back. But there's a little piece of me, and I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) brain-wise. You know, I am. Is that a. a, uh (laughs) Alex, don't. Alex, you know I have that, do you?
0: Maybe. (laughs) There's
4: a
3: little piece of (laughs) it. Thanks, Rob. Uh, That's a drop. (laughs) Alex, no. Alex, the tape is flubbed right there. There's some mistake on that. I'm glad I
0: roll on multiple windows now. Oh, my
3: God. Anyway, uh, a little birdie in the back of my brain is saying don't fall for it, don't be premature on this. It can turn around. We've seen it. Chris, uh, we saw it with the Dallas Mavericks in that series. We saw it last year in the finals. We saw it when Milwaukee took on Brooklyn and was up 2-0 and got run out of the gym in Brooklyn in game two. They lost by like 35 points. Oh, my God. This is no series. And guess what? The Bucs came back and won that series in a game seven. So I'm just saying I'm not buying into your Celtics who are still, to me, untested. All right, here's the thing.
4: All of our longtime listeners out there, they know the deal, Rob. Now, the new listeners might be fooled, but I'm going to bring them up to speed right now. If Rob Parker truly believed what he had just said, he would have been like, chris broussard stop it you're a prisoner of the moment this is what you do when are you gonna learn oh last year you were like on the chris paul bandwagon you were five of all time and what happened and now here you go again that is the rob parker who believes what he said instead we got i understand what you're saying oh wow There's a little piece, a little tiny, small, real small piece (laughs) of meat. Not that small. Not
3: that (laughs) small.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That believes, you know, that these Celtics aren't for sure, for certain. He didn't even use his favorite word, Fugazi, because he knows they're not Fugazi.
3: Have you ever heard of shrinkage? Oh, that's another story. Go ahead.
4: (laughs) And he knows (laughs) that, look, you said it, Rob, on paper, And you know you covered the league long enough, as did I. And you've talked to coaches who will say, look, there are plenty of high lottery picks, Rob, that don't pan out, right? But when you are drafted, in most cases, when you are drafted that high in the lottery, it says something about your talent. You might not pan out for various reasons, but you do have talent that stands out. And if that talent can be tapped into, then you can blossom. And that I I heard coaches say that about Rasheed, Rob, who obviously went on and had a a, a very good career. But what was Rasheed? The two pick? He was a high lottery pick. And he wasn't like the guy to necessarily lead his team to the championship. So some people look down at that. But Rasheed, you knew had world-class talent because of his game, but also he deserved to be picked as high as he was. There's something about the guys, Chauncey Billups, who ended up blossoming. But even when he was looking like a bust his first five, six years in the league, he had that high-level talent that was evidenced by his lottery pick status. Rob, the Celtics start four lottery high lottery picks. Three of them, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford, were picked in the top three of their drafts. Marcus Smart was the number six pick. The Heat, meanwhile, are starting two undrafted guards. P.J. Tucker, a second rounder. Jimmy Butler, who obviously is a great player, but was the 30th pick in the draft. And Bam out of Bayou, a low lottery pick, 14th. And so, on paper, the Celtics are better. They've outplayed the Heat for all but 12 minutes of this series, and that is without two of their starters, Smart and Horford for the first game, and Rob, both games being played in the Heat's gym. Now, you're right. Anything can happen, we've seen some crazy stuff. And maybe I'll be forced to eat these words, but I don't think so. So, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say, It's over!
5: I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To so make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
4: Choose from the full line of hand tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or your office and install them on-site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand Cook test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying
6: should be.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: All right, it is the iCouple. I am Chris. He is Rob. You can follow us on social media. Uh, I'm at Chris underscore Broussard on Twitter. Chris Broussard 68 on Instagram. Rob is at Rob Parker FS1 on Twitter. At Rob Parker FSR on the gram, and right now we're both live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And with prices soaring at the pump, I just got some gas today, and it was like, my goodness, this is was, killing me. It was an LA gas, six nineteen a gallon. I'll yeah, tell you it's that. Great, I, I, you're right. You're right about that, Rob. It is. I can't. I can't complain. I guess compared to California, that's for sure. But uh, Discover wants to help you. They got your back. And here's how it works. They've got this uh, 5% cash back program. So you use your Discover card, and you'll earn 5% cash back when you use it at gas stations and Target stores. That's now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases. That's good Uh, when you activate. All right, learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations do apply. Eddie Johnson will join us, Rob, at the bottom of the
3: hour and I know you want to take him to task about his sons. You know I'm going uh, so that after would be him. Fun. So I just yes. want you to know. And also, you gave my Twitter and Instagram handles. I'm thinking about changing it now for good. Well, can you though? I mean, you said it was taking so long. Well, but now I got. Ch- I'm thinking about changing it to Rob Parker. H-O-F. H-O-F. Everything's go. not funny. I told
4: y'all every time I pick up my phone, <laughs> oh, I see some type of reference to Rob
3: making the Ma- Martin Van Buren High School Hall of Fame. Alex, Alex, <laughs> have I overdone it or not? Have I over the uh, top? I'd
0: say no. You're still within your realm.
3: Okay. Really? It's
0: you know, it's kind of like CB. Hear me out. So you know, like New Year's, right? So you give people like a couple weeks because you haven't seen them for New Year's. Right. The same thing is Rob hasn't become it yet. So once he's become it and say a week or two's gone by, we're like, all right, Rob, we get it now.
4: Right. Let right. me ask both Can of them. Can I get there? I want to get y'all there. Y'all didn't right. even know. Y'all didn't even know I was the Hall of Famer. No, what school? What when were you a Hall of Famer? Holy Name High School. Really? It was back. Uh, yeah. I mean, but but that's my point. Real bad boys move in silence. What did Little say real gangsters movement side? When did when did they put you in the Hall of Fame? When uh when, it was you, when you 2016. In school? I believe it was 20, it was either 2016 or 2017. And I'm in the Holy Name High School Athletic Hall of Fame. Oh, Athletic Hall of Fame. I got you. Yes. Yes. Nice, and congrats. Down. So you are listen to it. Home. Listen to how he belittled that. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? What? I didn't <laughs> that. Did it. It, it's actually a special, it was a combination of my sports prowess at high school and my achievements afterwards.
0: I like how he said, I oh, so, athletics, yeah. okay.
4: No, okay. Right, no, right. Okay. Hey, I, look, I, I'm going to tell y'all something. I don't know. Rob, you might be able to match this. I'm saying this in all seriousness. This for all you youngsters out there, all you parents to – can encourage your kids. I made the honor roll every quarter of my high school career. Wow. Now that's pretty impressive. And I was valedictorian, Rob. As the only black kid in my eighth grade class,
3: I was a valedictorian of the class. And you know what? I'll be busting up stereotypes, boy. And and you had all that time to study since you weren't getting much PT, so that's good. No, I was the star. I I mean, our team was bad, but I was the star of the basketball team. Okay, all right, I'm just saying. I
4: had I told you already. I had my best sports years in Syracuse, New York, as an eighth grader. It was ridiculous, unbelievable. I told you, you, but you couldn't win. We we signed up late for baseball, right? We just moved there. We had to sign up late for baseball. So they had to put me in the minors. I was 12 years old, Rob. You know, majors was 11 and 12 years right, old. Right, right. The really, really good done. 10 right. years old. 10-year-olds. Right. Minors was like nine and 10-year-olds, right? So you and killed for some it. reason you they had it. to put me in the minor, minors as a 12-year-old. And I was a pretty good baseball player. Rob, no lie. This is absolutely no lie. All right. My batting average was 945. I believe it. No, I believe it. <laughs> I hit 16 homers in 16 games and in the we won the championship 6 to 5 and I hit 2 3 run homers in that game.
3: Unbelievable. <laughs> it was, it was and ridiculous, man. If was I was ridiculous. a parent, I'd say, "Take that kid out of the
4: league." Oh, there was plenty of that. <laughs> right? was, oh, they I wouldn't let like, me pitch. They wouldn't let me fair. pitch, which was,
6: right, right. It was bad.
4: And the next year, I stepped up to the senior league. You know, that right, was a 13th, 15 year old, right, you already And you're playing a on a real league. field, right. too. You're right. playing on like a major league, you know, 60-foot, 6-inch six six mound. Inch, right, the, exactly. It right. was a total shock. I mean, it, I did all right, but, you know, it was, a, it was a definitely a big shock. All right, um, Rob, let's get to some stuff that went on over the last couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, roughly— J.J. Reddick, who look, I'm gonna credit J.J. J. Uh, he's done a. I think he's good, Rob. I think he gives really good analysis. I think he uh, can debate, goes at it with Stephen A. I think he's doing a good job, and has a future if he wants it in this in this broadcasting yeah. business. He's even called some games. What I do you think, think? He's
3: yeah. I mean, he's pretty good. I think he is uh, more like a prisoner of of the uh, prisoner of the moment kind of guy, uh, moment in, in now, that, not, that not now, not just this era, but just right. like last not, night. Okay, Yeah, like he's okay. one of those guys. Like okay. everything that happened yesterday is the greatest thing that ever happened. And, and I think you just have to have some context. He's a young guy. I get it. But just because you didn't see the videotape or you don't know the story, if you really want to be well-rounded and balanced, you just have to. Chris, we talk about it all the time. We didn't see Babe Ruth play, but we know that he's one of the greatest baseball players who ever played. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. you have to have that no matter what goes on in there. You just can't totally dismiss him because he played in the 20s. You can't. Well, I think you're referring to what he said
4: about Bob Kuzina. And exactly. And I present the context. He was going at it with Chris Mad Dog Russo on first take on ESPN. And... He was, Russo was uh, Russo was saying Bob Cousy was better than Chris Paul, and JJ Redick was like, first of all, don't even bring me anybody before 1980." See there so you go. There, point, there you right? go. That's my. That's I mean, my I can point, bring you a few. Right? I can bring you Will. I can bring you Russell. I can but bring you. But You can't totally I mean, dismiss everybody. Was, you know, is before is what I'm he, saying, right, right, right. But anyway, <laughs> and he ended it. He got frustrated, I guess, with Russo's argument, and he said Cousy was playing against. Plumbers and firemen obviously rob a reference to how back then a lot
3: of NBA players worked the second job. Every a lot of people did, and a lot of great players, Chris. Baseball players had winter jobs. They weren't making a gazillion right. dollars. They had right. and you only got paid during the season. So a lot of these guys had jobs. So, so, I remember so R- Richie Hebner was a, was a grave digger, Chris. I don't wow. know if you remember him. He's a first baseman played for the yeah, Pirates. Mets. Richie Hebner. He, he dug graves in the offseason.
4: Wow. Wow.
3: So, anyway, that's what Reddick said. And Bob Cousy,
4: Rob, 93 years old, sounds like he's in great shape. He answered yesterday or the day before on Sirius NBA radio. Here he is.
8: But I will defend the firemen and the plumbers. That he referenced. How about Bill Russell, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, a guy named Elgin Baylor, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West wasn't too shabby. And we must have had the best firemen and
0: plummets on the planet at the time.
4: <laughs> I love the answer from Koozie. Uh, he sounds Rob. great. He sounds he great. For 93? My goodness. Yeah, he sounds awesome. Here's what I'll say, and I've said it before, Rob, but it bears repeating. This is my saying, and this is my real belief and philosophy. The superstars of any era would be at least stars, if not superstars of every era. The superstars of any era would be at least stars of every era, and some of them would be superstars. And I say that because, yeah, well, f- Maybe if you take Bob Cousy as he was and throw him in the day, just as he was in
7: 1961 and put him in the NBA today,
4: then yeah, okay, he'd struggle. But like you said, give him the benefits that today's players have, the weight training, the nutrition, the diet, the better trainers, the better coaching staffs and bigger coaching staffs, the charter flights, the better sneakers, the year-round play, being able to work on your game year-round, not even just as an NBA player, but as a, a high school kid if you want. Give him all of that and don't tell me he couldn't be at least, at least as good as Chris Paul, John Stockton, Steve Nash, it, it, Rob, that's the thing. And the same goes for Wilt, Bill Russell, Elgin, Baylor. Give them all the benefits before you start comparing them. Or just say, look, they dominated their
3: era. Their era, nobody else. And let's was give them props else. for that. Right. And, Chris, here's the other thing. There were only 10 teams. There weren't uh, 30 teams, right? Like a lot of players who, who – so only the creme de la creme – of the players who were playing basketball played, there were less spots. We're the, one, the, the, the
4: biggest argument, Rob, against that era, and maybe J.J. Didn't, didn't want to bring it up, but was the unwritten rule that you know you might only have a, a handful of black players per team.
3: That's the biggest argument for the, against that well, era. There's no, right? there, I, I get it, and and, and it's, that's it's the argument. It, it, it's the argument against Babe Ruth that he never played right, against black right. or brown players his entire career. And we already know, Chris, when you look at the record books, black and brown, and I mean Latino or, or Hispanic right. uh, players are as great as anybody, and they're all peppered throughout the record books. Right, and they weren't allowed to play until 1947, and they and they own the record book, so that says uh, speaks volumes. But it still doesn't mean that Babe couldn't play. And I'm with you. Right. Given the right uh, circumstances, Chris, not taking train rides instead of charter right. flights. They used right. to take the train. They were taking the train. Yep. yep. To games. And it was a different dynamic. And those guys were still the best of the best. And I think we got to be careful. Because I was mad at, I think we had talked about this before, when the NBA had its top 75. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, they did keep the top
4: fifty as it was.
3: Because remember, we which said was that. Smart. Yeah, right. You right. can't take. You can't do it, Chris. Because it's not fair to those guys right. who started the league and played under those circumstances that they played in and excelled. And it's just not fair to just go. Oh yeah. Well, we're not going back that far. We're going to start in nineteen eighty. That just because you played recently don't mean you were better than those other guys. So I, I think um, I think that's where JJ. You can make it, Chris. If you want to make a case against Bob Cousy, make that case, but don't try to nullify him because he played after nineteen before nineteen eighty. I think that's you can make a case. Right, right. And I'm gonna say this, Rob.
4: We showed we talked about this on First Things First this morning, and we showed some highlights of Cousy, and Rob, and I've seen some here and there, but he made six passes in a. Two one and a half minute, one minute highlight reel that today's players don't make. I'm talking about passes that I've only seen Magic Johnson make consistently. Wow. I'm not lying. Over the like no look behind the head. Uh I mean, ridiculous stuff. And remember, he was, at least in the NBA, the first player you saw doing the behind-the-back dribbles and the fancy passing and things like that. And I'm saying, look, guys today aren't passing like this. Go to YouTube. Go look up some Bob Cousy highlights and look at the passes. I'm telling you, you're not seeing players today make a lot of the passes he made. But also, Rob, I'm going to say this, because I've always said, look, Bill Russell was about 6'9", 6'10". And really couldn't shoot, Rob, right? He was a 44% shooter from the field for his career. And, you know, obviously he was playing close to the basket. And some people would say, well, come on, what would Bill Russell do in today's NBA and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to say this, and and obviously he'd get the benefits of all we talked about earlier, and I think he'd be great if he played today. But, Rob, before all you youngsters say Uh, As he was, there's no way he could play today. Rob, what is Robert Williams III doing right now in the 2022 NBA playoffs as a 6'8 center who can't shoot a lick wreaking havoc? What did Ben Wallace do in Detroit as a 6'9", if that, center, he was like, what, four time defensive player of the year or something like that? Four Couldn't time shoot a defensive
3: lick. And, and helped him win a championship.
4: Right. And and Draymond Green plays center at 6'6. Six, six. I mean, not all the time, but enough. Can't shoot. So we, we are saying if you give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, all the benefits of today, I should say, they'd be better. But, Rob, even taking some of them as they were, like their strength, their athleticism, was top-notch and we got guys today that lack some of the skills you think they lack and are excelling so be careful as Rob
1: said before you poo-poo the superstars of the past be sure there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming
4: Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring you new tires to your home or your office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that.
0: To catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: All right, here we go. Our man, Eddie Johnson. Eddie, um, Where is thank he? you for Where coming. All he?
3: right, Rob, Rob's just, just Where been is waiting he? to get I've you I've been the, waiting to talk on to on him. I didn't, I'm shocked you even got, let us call you. What's going on, Eddie? What's hey, happening? Hey,
8: hey. Hey, Rob, Rob, let me let me let me you know this week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many
8: games I lost as a player, okay? I went to four Western Conference Finals, and yes. I lost them. And I didn't hide. You know why, Rob? You know why, Rob? Why? You know what they used, to call, you know what they used to call me? They used to call me a killer. <laughs> That's what they
5: used to call me a killer. <laughs> hey,
4: oh, too, bad, too I, I, bad. I feel you on that, Eddie. Hey, hey
3: Eddie. Too bad. were not let weren't him, Don't let him jump. Bad. Don't you let him jump. Too bad, bad. Too bad. You weren't playing for the Suns this time because they were no shows in Game Seven. I told you last year they were fugazi with that run to the championship, and they were fugazi and fraudulent, and they bamboozled you. They bamboozled the city of Phoenix. They bamboozled the NBA, into thinking that they were uh, contenders. There were no contenders. Their performance was as bad as it gets. The Harlem Globetrotters wanted to pour confetti on their head. That's how bad it was. I'm taking it. Hey, Rob,
2: <laughs> I, I, did,
8: I, did, I didn't even interrupt you, okay? Okay. Uh, but what I'm happened? a to push back on you, and I know you will agree with this. You know, let me tell you something, man. If the Suns played the Mavericks eight times, in a game seven, they would have beaten them seven of them. You know, it was just one of them games, man. I'm sitting there watching it, right? And I'm saying to myself, I turned to my wife at about maybe halfway through the first quarter. I said, we're in trouble. Because the rhythm of that game just had negativity all over it. And the Sun to their credit, was trying, man. It just nothing went. It was just like a thunderstorm. It was like a, a, a tornado in Phoenix. It's just like one of those occurrences that rarely happen. It happened, man, and that's why you never let it get to a game seven. Let me. I mean, if me, anything, the songs are fault. Is is allowing it to get to a game seven, man, and that's what cost it.
3: Let me ask you about uh, Chris Paul, who had what is it, Chris the last five games that's were bad? The thing, Eddie,
4: he had five straight. He had bad five games. bad games. What Was happened he worn to him?
3: down,
4: or and we've seen Chris have bad moments. Bad games in big yeah. playoff moments, but never like a stretch like that. My what what in the world
6: happened?
8: I know, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you all this, and this is what I do respect about Chris. If he doesn't divulge, if something's wrong with him, he does not divulge it. And, you know, some players do, some don't. And he's one of those guys. Something was wrong with him, but nobody knows.
4: Well, he mentioned – I mean, there's a quad that came out. He didn't mention it. He didn't mention He didn't mention it. You think that was true, that there is a quad? Well,
8: well, without a doubt, I think he was compromised because this is the way I look at it. Is that Chris Paul to go five games like that? Because the Chris Paul we have seen over the last few years in closeout games has been dynamic. So what is he afraid of? He's not afraid of anything. So something was up. I mean, but like, he, you, you, you give a guy credit like that. Now, it's unfortunate, and he has to live with it, and he is living with it. He's not trying to get any excuses. He said he should have been better. It, you know, but, and that's all you have to live with. But I believe that he was extremely compromised, but he's not going to talk about it.
3: But here's my issue. I, I don't think you're a good teammate if you're playing compromise and you can't perform. I really don't. I know it sounds good. You good? You want to give right. it the old college try? You can't play five games compromised where you can't do what you're supposed to do, and think that's going to help the team. Sometimes you got to say I, I can't do it. Like I, Eddie, am I wrong? I mean, at five bad no, games.
8: Rob, Rob, you're not wrong. But who did we have? Like campaign was not campaign. We don't know what was wrong with him. Like you know. He Monty took him out of the rotation. Now, I would have liked for him to have given maybe Aaron Holiday a shot to see what he could do. But he went with Landry Schammett. And Landry Schammett didn't play poorly. But Chris has been so dominant, guys, with this offense and how it's executed, anybody that would have gotten out there would have had a struggle. And I think that's something the Suns have to show up next year. 'Cause Chris will be back. Forget about this all this retirement. Okay, so, that's what I
4: that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, so you think Chris will definitely be back? And what about DeAndre?
8: Uh, Chris loves the game, man. I just cannot see him going away like that at all. I just couldn't. I mean, I've gotten the normal a little bit over the last few years. The guy loves basketball. One of the first in the gym, one of the last to leave. Always working with his teammates. And you all saw it. He, he reconstructed his body. He took care of himself. So that's a guy that loves the game. And, and, and also, LeBron is one of his best friends, and I'm sure they both have a private bet who's going who's gonna to last the longest. Okay, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I truly believe that's not going to happen. But after a tough game like that and a tough series, yeah, I think you tend to want to walk away. But after a few weeks, he'll be back to normal. With DeAndre, guys, look, the Suns obviously didn't match. OK, and I'm just going to get in the mind of DeAndre. OK, he did, they didn't max him, uh, and Luka and Trey Young got maxed. But yet, DeAndre was on a team that went to the final. So I'm going to put you in the mind of a 23-year-old and how he's thinking. Uh, it's like, hold up now. Is it about winning or is it about stats? Because it's about winning. I was on the team that got us to the finals. Oh, by the way, I played well against Nikola Jokic last year uh, in the semifinal round. Uh, played well against the Clippers, and I don't get max. I was the number one pick, and they did. Okay, that's his argument. his argument is: we want to see you mature more. We want to see you get better in that category. We want to be able to count it on you and get to your full potential. Okay, we're not satisfied with nineteen and ten. We believe you are twenty-five and thirteen and fourteen, guy. Yeah. And I and I believe he is as well if okay. he put himself to it. But what I will say. And I try to caution people. He's 23. Like, when I was 23, I couldn't still walk and chew gum, okay, at the same time. And so sometimes you just have to wait and see when that maturity seeps in. We're seeing it with Jason Tatum right now. Right. And so we, with a big man, it tends to drag on a little bit longer.
4: So you seem to have no doubt that they'll match whatever offer a team puts out there for him.
8: No, I think I think they want him back, but I think they have their mindset on what they want him for. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's up to DeAndre. I do. I think it's up to him where he sits, where he stands, and 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 really the conversation that he's going to have with the Suns in regard to if they do pay him, you know, is he going to be committed and 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 a part of the team? And well, not, that's, it, it, I just it, it, wouldn't it, be shocked.
4: In thirty seconds, I mean, there was a story about him him kind of going at it with Monty Williams on the sideline, only playing right. seventeen minutes in game seven. What can you tell us about that? Is that yeah I
8: don't, I don't know much about it at all. Uh, a lot of this stuff was always handled internally, as Monty said, and, and this team got along for the most part, and DeAndre got along with everybody for the most part. He wasn't a kid that salted this year, even though he didn't get max. Uh, He was very energized. He was very charismatic, more charismatic than I've ever seen him, really. Uh, So, I just think, you know, everybody's going to go off. I mean, Chris Paul had words with Monty during the course of the playoffs. I mean, it's just natural, man. I I wouldn't put too much into that at all. Uh, But I would just love to see DeAndre come back, but I don't think it's 100% that he will.
4: All right. That's our man, Eddie Johnson, former Suns player. And now, color analysts, great and stuff, man. And you're banned from. You wait minute, Eddie. You're banned hey, Rob. from Rob, you're you ba- the show me. until
3: the Suns win a championship. That means you'll never be on the show again. You're done here, That's Eddie. Me, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All My right, man, Eddie, thanks,
3: brother. Have Ed- a good weekend. Eddie, you're the All best. God. You're the
0: best. All right. Okay.